Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Outdoor editor for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Brian Hendricks joins the zone to discuss all things outdoors. Thanks to world-famous McClard's Barbecue. McClard's is still going after 95 years, so you know they're doing something right. Visit their new location at 9219 Stagecoach Road in Little Rock. If I hit that fishing hole today, she'd be packing all her things and she'd be gone by noon. Well, I'm going to miss her. All right, let's welcome in Brian. Hello, buddy. How are you? Oh, I'm, if I were any better, I would be you. Well, you uh, would not be doing as much fishing if you were me, and that would be sad for you. i got to switch right out of your song quickly today because we're not on uh, Cripple Creek, but you were just up on Crooked Creek, and it sounded like you had a real joyous time. Uh, the only uh, bigger uh, smile here than that fish is the one on your face when you were out there doing your thing, my man. Yeah, you know, that fish there was uh, not not even close to the biggest one of the day. That was mine, my biggest of the day, but... I tell you what, Crooked Creek is world famous for its outstanding smallmouth bass fishing, and it really showed out that day. Uh, I think between the two of us, we caught around 50 fish, and uh, all of them were very large. Good full. size? Good size, yeah, up to about three and a half pounds, and we saw one that was about four and a half that we couldn't catch. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't ask it nicely enough. We didn't ask it nicely enough, but we gave it the most tempting things that we had. What Just are you What are you fishing with? Take it. What do you What do you What you use up there? We used uh, a combination of things. We use uh, zoom lures mostly, zoom uh, baby brush hog, I think it's called, and a tiny lizard or something like that. They're four, you know, about three and a half, four inch baits. Okay. And I use another one called a yum craw pappy. And you're just looking really for color. It's uh, uh, watermelon red, pumpkin seed red, uh, flakes, and uh, something that that looks like a, a summertime crawdad. And that's what those fish eat up there, and they, I don't know what the thing was about that day, but sometimes you just go out and you just feel good. Mm. And you know that it's just going to be a good day no matter what you do. If you're going to mow the grass, you're going to have a great time mowing the grass. If you're going to go work on a car, you're going to have a good time doing that. Or if you go fishing, you you just know it's going to be good. I've never gone out and mowed my lawn and thought, boy, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> I did that yesterday, as a matter of fact, and it was all right. Yeah. yeah. Weather has been pretty good for just about anything outside, right. there's no doubt. Uh, you guys were not in a kayak at Crooked Creek, or you were? We were in a canoe, but I I walked as much as I could. And that's the thing about creek fishing is that... Everybody gets in a canoe or a kayak, and they go through fast and just throw it whatever they pass by. If you really want to do it right and have the kind of day that we had, you get out and you stop. And I think we've talked about this a little bit, and you just cast at everything multiple times, multiple angles, up from it, down from it, across from it. Eventually, you'll get a presentation because the fish is there. You know he is. It's just getting it in an angle that either you provoke it to bite or whatever it is. It takes a while. And you're just there, you're taking it in, you're reading the water, you're watching the way the currents eddy and swirl, you're watching, you know, how the, how the, how the hydraulics kind of move, and you just kind of figure out where a fish is going to be in a particular stretch of water. And it's, it's a zen thing. That's the only thing that I can, the only way I can describe it is you are so totally into that moment, into that place, into what you're doing, that you get lost in it. I mean, you're totally absorbed. And when you, when it pays off, 
Uh, Reggie Jackson talked about this one time in the art of hitting that, you know, sometimes you know, when the ball is, you know, two feet wide and everything's going slow and every pitch is, is just going to be a hit, you know, uh, it's kind of like that when you fish, when you get into that zone too. What is the, I'm familiar with largemouth fishing. Is there a different way of presenting uh, the, the lure to the smallmouth when you're, when you're fishing for them? Not really any different way of presenting it. You're fishing different kind of water. There are largemouths in Crooked Creek, but not very many of them. What I, I, I caught a couple that day, but mostly I catch them late. I don't know what it is or where they hide out, but they, in my experience up there, they come out right around sunset, and I catch them on top waters. They're always big fish, but... The Freaks Come Out at Night, I believe, is the song, That's Brian, right. that you're thinking of. So uh, That's right. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you've got something kind of cool. I was going to ask you, too, like, how often does something new come out? Because fishing's been around a long time. There have been a lot of people that have tried to get creative over the years, I'm sure, with a number of different ways to catch more fish. How often does something that's sort of earth-shattering or sort of uh, news-breaking happen? There are variations on old themes. Everything old is new again, and that comes out. You know, uh, we there, there's a lure. Uh, there's a lure called the Whopper Plopper, and that's actually based on something that was that's very old, but it, okay. it took the world by storm a few years ago. The Chatterbait is is another one. My phone's ringing; I can't get it turned off here. But you know, Chatterbait is another one. Uh, that was kind of neat and new, and but that's what everybody uses. It replaced the spinnerbait, but it's the same kind of thing. You know, there's really mm-hmm. nothing new. They get things that look a little different sometimes. Uh, new colors come out, new finishes, but it's all. I tell you what, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk back on that a little bit. There's a lot of things that came out from Japan and still do. For whatever reason, Japan is on the cutting edge of lure technology and lure design, and they're just really into it. And we're talking about the uh, the swim baits, the articulated reticulated swim baits. With I mean, we're talking about lures that cost a couple of hundred dollars a piece. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, and the pros use that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they use it successfully, but that if 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 you wanted to talk about something new, that yeah. that would probably be it. I thought you were testing something here it's coming up soon. Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, after I leave here, I'm going to go to Hot Springs, have some McLeod's barbecue with our Smart. good friend Bobby Dennis, and then we're going out to Lake Hamilton with uh, two-time Bassmaster Classic champion Bobby Murray. He won the first and second one, I think. Uh, we're there's a lure that's come out, and this is kind of new. That is designed especially for fishing live, uh, forward-facing sonar, uh, and that's the whole. The, that's the big thing these days. It is designed especially for that. It, it gives a certain presentation. The way it's described to me is kind of like a modified sabiki rig, but it does what it needs to do to stay in a zone when you're using forward-facing sonar. Hmm. And so that will be. The subject of Thursday's feature. Can't wait to read it. Yep. Y'all didn't want to go out to Lake Hamilton yesterday or the day before and do the fishing? That would have been uh, challenging. <laughs> that would have been challenging. Yeah, you're you're dodging a lot of things out there. Uh, I don't know how it'll be today, but I don't think there'll be quite as much traffic. Last, it was a lot better yesterday. <laughs> last thing I wanted to mention, too, Brian, uh, we're talking to Brian Hendricks, if you're just tuning in, thanks to McClard's Barbecue. Uh, your story in the Democrat Gazette on Sunday was about the proper holding of uh, fish, presumably for photo time. But uh, something that people do wrong on occasion, Wes reminded me that we were out trout fishing with a guy not long ago with our buddy Terry from uh, River City Flooring. Uh, we got schooled up on, at least I did, uh, how to hold them so you can prevent injuring the fish potentially. Yeah, there's a couple of things there involved. You know, a fish has a pretty delicate joint that uh, where its jaws, you know, where, 
where, where its mandible comes in. And uh, the larger the fish, you know, that's just a common thing that people do when they hoist up a, a bass especially. They take it by the, uh, by the lip, and all that pressure exer- is exerted on that one uh, uh, joint mm-hmm. there. And that will cause an injury to a larger fish. What's not known is whether it uh, uh, leads to fish mortality, but they believe that it probably does. So if you're, you know, you're hoisting a five- or six-pound bass, that's a fish that we all prize. And nobody would hurt that intentionally, but it happens. But the other part of that equation is, you know, just the way a fish's internal organs uh, are designed, that when you're holding a fish up vertically, everything, gravity works against it. And that also causes damage, too. That's why you want to hold a fish. I'm kind of demonstrating this. Yes. So none of our real... Well, you're, our on ca- you're not on camera, I guess. We need to click you over on camera here. But <laughs> okay. anyway, but no, you, you want to hold, get it. You want to hold that fish in a horizontal uh, fashion to take that pressure off of of the organs and uh, release it that way. Gotcha. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, Anything else? Yeah. You know, this is the time of year. We're looking at the weather. You know, the the fishing trips that I've had over the last 14 days have been epic, and we are right in the middle of it now. I really encourage everybody to get out and enjoy. There's a lot of places in central Arkansas to go if you have a kayak or a canoe. I really recommend... uh, uh, the Little Maumel River at Pinnacle Mountain State Park. There is a, a, a ramp there. In fact, a couple of them. Also, the Big Maumel River. You can take that and go straight up to the dam at Lake Maumel unimpeded. Uh, Cadron Creek is another one. It's real snaky, and people drive across it every day and never give it a second look, but it's full of fish. And also, Pilarm Creek off the Arkansas River, uh, but, uh, you know, in the Mayflower area. Okay. Really good places to launch and have a great day. Palarm especially right now. It's all in the shade, and the fishing is fantastic up there. How much longer we got on this? Uh, you know, it goes. It, it, the fishing gets tough on the big reservoirs when the sun gets high in the summertime, but on creeks and smaller rivers and things like that, it goes. It never stops. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, good seeing you, buddy. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy being here. Yeah, we appreciate you. We'll uh, enjoy your McClards, and hmm. good luck out there today. All right.